Hi, everyone. This is Chelsea Lee Truscott, breakup coach and podcast host of Thank You Heartbreak. And this is episode 76, day 13, question 13 of the February challenge. Now, I'm trying to speak softly because I'm not in my home. I'm at a friend's place right now, and it feels different being in a different environment and just speaking with someone else in another room. I don't feel as free, but I'm trying to do this anyways and to keep on. I do want to read to you guys something that I had written last Valentine's Day, and we're approaching that day within minutes, under an hour, so I would love to share it with you if I can possibly pull it up, and then we will get into day 13's question. Whoever you're with and wherever you are, love that. It may not sound romantic, but nothing lasts forever. Not this holiday, not this date you're on, not even your singleness. Try to keep that at the forefront of your mind. As you're loving someone, remember, let me love them deeper. Let me show them how I've been listening. Let me let the fault-finding go. Let me give up my forcefulness and let my love be. Let me trust in what comes and goes in the love I have now, right now, in this very rare moment. As you're sitting with yourself by yourself, remember, there will be a day when my partner is hovering over my back, ready to head out into the world together. There will be a day when my child is hanging off one breast or begging me for more chicken fingers. There will be a day when I can't just stare off into space without someone looking and asking me what in God's name is on my mind. One day, there will be less and less and little solitude. I remember the night that this all hit me. I was alone and I couldn't go to sleep and I was worried about how it would all affect me in the morning. But instead of beating myself up per usual, I got out of bed at 3 a.m., heated up some pizza, put on my headphones with music blasting, to respect my neighbors, of course, and I jammed out, no joke, I jammed, I danced. Because I realized that the sleeplessness wouldn't last forever, the pizza wouldn't last forever, the song wouldn't last forever, my singleness wouldn't last forever, and neither would this perspective. I seized the lull, and turned it into a moment I will never forget. I hope you find a way to excite the people in front of you today, and so importantly, I hope you excite yourself. Remember, you're dating yourself for the rest of your life. Don't hold back the love. So I wrote that just a few days after my own breakup last year, and I can still feel it, and I still remember that day so well that night so well when I got up and I started dancing and it was a very it was felt so extraordinary but it felt so unlike me because I was someone that if I didn't go to sleep at a certain time I always go to sleep late but I would start panicking that I was gonna have no energy the next day that I would feel wasteful that I would feel useless that I would feel lazy that I would get nowhere in my life. I mean, I would beat myself up and this goes, I have a history of this. Obviously that didn't put me to sleep. It just made me hate myself and hate all the choices I had made leading up to that hour when I was in bed. 
And there were so many days when I couldn't even lift myself out of bed. I certainly couldn't make my way out of my apartment. And I remember that something came over me that while I was not able to go to sleep, I was able to lift myself up. And I felt the ability to be moved. I felt lighter. I, I didn't feel the dread and the depression like I had for years. And I felt like instead of shackling myself to my bed and beating down on myself, why don't I celebrate that at 3am, I'm not asleep, but I feel alive. I at least feel alive. I'm awake to something. And I did. I celebrated that. I had pizza. I ate it. I listened to music. I remember listening to this song that some guy I had been dating in New York had played for me. And it was such an emotional song. I couldn't find it. Some weird shit had happened with him. But when I listened to this song, I remember just having no animosity, nothing toward him. I, I heard the song in a new way. And it just, it woke me up to the reality that we move through things, but also with that said, we often forget that we can move through things and that we will. And so that's what I mean when I say that, you know, the song won't last, the pizza won't last, my singleness won't last, and neither will this perspective. Hold on to the perspectives where you feel like something is possible, even if it's you just staying awake in the night and letting yourself be curious about whatever is in front of you. If there's some book that you've got to read, let yourself read it without putting yourself down because you're not going to get sleep because there will be other nights, maybe many other nights potentially, where you can't bring yourself to take anything in, where you can't help yourself to take new thoughts in through words, where you feel like you have no interest in someone else's story, where you have no ability to let yourself get lost for an hour in something else in another world that isn't your own. So that is my encouragement to you. If you're listening to this on Valentine's Day, remember that whatever you're feeling, it may not last forever. Relationships, the one you're in, may not last forever Often they don't. Often relationships bring us to whatever and whoever is next. And so I say this not for you to be cynical or suspicious or to become detached and removed and fearful. I say this for you to wake back up. Wake up and treat the relationship that you're in as if it's new as if it's something that you're still trying to lure in, trying to capture and captivate. Love harder, love with more clarity, love with more presence, love with more allowance, with more opening, with more generosity, because it may not last forever. And it's not a bold move to think that you're entitled to any of this to any love that you have and are receiving right now. The date is February 13th, 2019. 
Today, I want to feel taken care of. Day 13's question is, before your breakup, did you ever feel the slightest bit abandoned by your ex? What happened and how did you handle it? I never felt like I'm someone that has stories of abandonment. I've heard those stories and I know that there are themes that run through many people's lives. And I've never used that word, even though I've placed it in my workbook. Maybe I haven't used it because I felt like it was very severe and I didn't want to feel like I've ever suffered severe relationships. As maybe you've heard me say over time, I like to feel like I've been responsible for many things that have happened throughout my relationship. That responsibility, uh, though I feel like it's right to say that I had much responsibility and things and many things and how they turned out, I feel like it's the more powerful perspective for me personally to feel responsible. And I never wanted to let myself feel like I was a victim of love. Because I think out of that, a lot of bitterness can form. And also, I just always want to thank my exes and the loves in my life. And I feel like that word abandonment, it's a painful narrative. That said, there's no reason to deny the realities that you've experienced. So while I would say that I've never looked back on the stories and the loves in my life and said, these were stories these were narratives of abandonment. The reality is that in plenty of my relationships and perhaps in all of them at some point, yeah, I felt deserted. I felt let go of. I felt minimized. And I'll give you some examples. I had a boyfriend that I met in Miami. We started a long distance relationship. I was living in New York. I then went back to Miami for the summer. Our relationship got much deeper. I knew at the time that I was moving to San Francisco. And so we stayed in a relationship. And I was really nervous because uh, the moves I'd made in my life where I was new anywhere often were met with lots of isolation, lots of depression, and lots of panic. And so I moved out there and I remember moving into the most beautiful apartment being in this big loft by myself and it was exciting and I think the early days into any move can kind of give you that momentum and if it doesn't go well you can kind of feel like you're sinking too soon and that's definitely how I was if it wasn't great out of the gate I kind of lost hope quickly in myself not a good thing anyways I got to San Francisco and was starting grad school very soon and I can't believe this is possible, but I don't ever remember hearing from my boyfriend at the time. Like he disappeared. And I remember it was my first day going to grad school for nonfiction writing, which had been a dream of mine in life. And I remember sobbing hysterically that my boyfriend, and I remember having this long walk around the water with him about staying together. That's what he wanted. That he didn't reach out to me to wish me luck. Like, one, he didn't reach out to me at all during the move, but he also 
the worst part, hadn't even acknowledged this huge day was in front of me. And his reasoning for this was that after I left, he literally shut himself up in this place that he lived. He didn't see anyone. And that was how he dealt with his anger, his sadness, and his anxiety about me moving and me moving that far away, especially after a whole summer together. And while that may very well have been true, it didn't diminish the fact that I felt very much abandoned, like that that was really selfish, that that was his way of processing it. But in in that, there was no connection to me. There was no care for me being in a completely foreign place. And I felt really abandoned then. Fast forward even, I sent in some of my first work and I think I posted it online and he read into it that there was another man in my life and he chewed me out and I felt abandoned then that I was in school, my whole life had wanted this for nonfiction writing and the first piece of work I put out there, it was very clear that I could no longer write like this if I wanted a relationship with him. So it felt like he's going to abandon me if I don't abandon the voice that I have, the direction I'm taking my work. Fast forward another relationship. I felt very abandoned ultimately in this relationship. After living a whole summer together, he went back to Montreal and felt like he'd become too attached. And he was someone that like very Buddhist, didn't want to have any attachments. And in order to, quite similar to the boyfriend before, overcome the feeling of being alone again, of dealing with his anxiety, his anger about being away, his sadness, that he had to throw himself into something else and away from me. So he shifted his attention off our relationship and into protesting And so he would spend all of his hours after work going to protests all night and he'd get home and he'd have no voice and would be too tired and couldn't talk to me. And it felt like abandonment, like in the blink of an eye going from someone that absolutely adores and dedicates all of themselves, and maybe that's a red flag, to you, to having all of that taken and having no conversation about it, like you have to piece it together. And that was just the beginning. Then it was taking away his international plan because he wanted to save money or he felt he had never had a phone before me. Now he had one. He felt like too consumed by it. So all those early morning phone calls that I got, I didn't get them anymore. I had to call and I felt abandoned in that way. And then he would turn his phone off at night. And I'd feel like, I mean, it went on and on. My sister went to rehab. He disappeared. I had a doctorate interview and he disappeared. I mean, he left early from my master's thesis reading and graduation. I felt really abandoned. And there were smaller, smaller moments even. I mean, honestly, that relationship. But I never wanted to use that word. Fast forward in my past relationship, I never felt anything as selfish and as it never felt like traumatic like that and I don't think that my ex was that person that could do something like that I mean he was very much about being in contact and I love him for that 
But there are other things that sometimes we don't think of as being a form of abandonment. Sometimes people abandon their belief in you. Um, they abandon their support in you. They're cheerleading of you. And they do this when perhaps they're threatened of what your dream, the impact it will have on you and the direction that it will take you. So I remember at times feeling like, so a big one is I felt that he had lost interest in my career and everything that like I had was risking everything on and was again, and this has been a theme in my relationships, was the beginning thing that drew someone to me. And it was hurtful to feel like I didn't have like best friends that were cheering for me necessarily at that time. And then my boyfriend wasn't curious about it either. And how did I handle it? Unlike other situations where I became very angry and very anxious and I lost control and was hysterically crying all the time and became more attached, quite frankly, and grew resentment. I tried to have a level of armor, number one. I tried to have a level of independence from it. I tried to stay on my path regardless. And I tried to approach the topic. I think it could have been done in a more proactive way. Probably at times it was a bit passive, but overall I did try to um, say what I was feeling, say what I was noticing head on. Now that wasn't always able to be become a conversation, but in terms of being abandoned, in the past I let myself be and that decision to let myself be enforced my supreme talent for abandoning myself. And that was really more than someone else abandoning me. That's what stuck with me was that I abandoned myself, in a sense, my standards. And with the last relationship, I didn't let that happen. I didn't let someone else, what felt like them abandoning me, allow me to abandon me in order to gain them back at all. So I think it could have been easy to be like, oh my God, this career is interfering with my relationship. And I love my relationship. And this relationship is the core of me. It's my constant, it's consistency, it's pleasure, it's beautiful it's love so i need to just wait on the career just put it to the side for a second and repair the relationship and beg for it give it confidence in what it is i need to nurture it again and when that happens often that thing that you put to the side is like shelved for a long time if not forever throughout that relationship unless you have the willpower to people to finally address that thing that you put on the shelf. For me, I didn't put what was in the way to the side. I just ran toward it even more than I chose it. 
what's in there? Let's just end on that note. I chose it. The quote of the day is by Craig D. Loonsbra. By the way, like I've said, where do I get these names? I really went on a hunt for quotes. The paralyzing fear of being lost is fed solely by the irrational fear that we will never be found. This is truth. This is the emoji fire symbol. The paralyzing fear of being lost is fed solely by the irrational fear that we will never be found. Everyone, I wish you a day where you can just find a moment to smile within yourself and that you can see that no matter where you are, you have come from somewhere and you've come a long way and this might be the end of something, but it always is the beginning of whatever you decide you want to make it. I will talk to you tomorrow and thank you again and again and again for showing up for me and for taking this in and for participating with me in this month's challenge.